up, everyone? Uh, hi, hi, everyone doing? Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year. Welcome to the uh, Our Socially Awkward podcast. I'm one half of the host here. My name is Jeff, and I'm yep. here with the uh, with, with Rashawn. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I am good. Living a dream. Yeah, so, <laughs> so happy new year, first year. I mean, not first year, but new year, first episode. Yeah, yeah, we made it in. We made it in. Podcast made it in. You know, hopefully this year will be a lot better than last year. But, you know, I'm not not even trying to get my hopes up too high. Yeah, we, we've had a lot going on already. and It ain't even cracked uh, halfway through January. Well, barely cracked the halfway through January. We had a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I know we definitely going to get into a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. But first, let's celebrate the good things. So right at the tail of the last year, right? You had a, a new addition to the family, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, had my my first uh, baby boy. Congrats. So, Congrats. yeah. So this is my second child. So I got me a daughter and I got me my first son. And so now I'm just like, I got the pair. I got the perfect pair. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Knocked it out the ballpark. Exactly. Surprise. We made it. We made it. We're here. So I'm glad. I'm glad we made it. He was born on December 30th. Uh, 8 13 in the morning so you know five pounds and 11 ounces so he's getting some weight on him now but he was a tiny little thing when he came out yeah yeah so so any uh adjustments you've had to make with i know you already y'all already had a little girl but any mm -hmm. adjustments y'all had to make since he's been born that y'all didn't know or kind of like okay we're gonna have to adjust well you know i knew ahead of time that when you have a younger kid, well, wait, when you're first born is young, they're going to have some attachment things going on when you bring a new baby in. And so I knew my daughter was going to be feeling some type of way when we brought my son in. And she did, she did as I expected. Initially, she was a little hesitant. She was like, who is this? Who is this child taking all of this attention away from me? And, uh, so she was distant at first, but then eventually she started to jump in our laps when we were holding him and we shared that space. So she didn't feel excluded. And um, eventually she wanted to hold him and feed him and hold his bottle. So I, it was funny because it was only one time I put my son in her lap and she's, she's two, she just turned two. She's a December baby too. I put my son in her lap and she looked at me with such emotion. And I was like, what is happening right now? Almost as if this was a punishment. Like me having her hold her brother was a punishment. She almost started crying. Oh. And then she looked down at him and then it went away and she just stared at him. And I was like, okay. Hey, honestly though, she, she that's gonna be her responsibility for the next, what, 18 years probably is holding her little brother, taking care of him, watching him, <laughs> getting him out of trouble. That's yeah, life. Mm -hmm. Hopefully she don't cry. That's good. Yeah. That's good, man. So, how, yeah. so, so, so did uh, your daughter? Did she kind of notice, like, why why your wife was pregnant? Like, hold on. Like, did she get that? Do you think she got that feeling like something's gonna change? Because I, I hear that the older sibling, when the uh, new kid is coming, when the when the mom is pregnant, the yeah. older sibling kind of recognizes and. She may yeah. not know exactly what's going on, but she kind of knows. Do you think your daughter knows? Yeah. 
I think so, but not to the extent that people make it out to be. Um, she wasn't like, ooh, baby, like there's something in here. She wasn't like always touching on mom's stomach, you know. But when she saw me talking to the baby's stomach, talking to my wife's stomach, then she would come and, you know, try to mimic what I was saying and mm-hmm. yell at yell at mom's stomach and, you know, rub it and stuff. But, you know, it wasn't like out of the ordinary. It wasn't, she did it on her own. So, yeah. But she's doing good. Right now she's with, uh, she's with her grandparents in Alabama right now, uh, spending some time with them. So, which is a big help for us so we could get adjusted to this new baby, the time and then the sleep. Yeah. 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 When we had our uh, fourth, fourth kid, well, our second kid together, Sydney, the good thing about uh, Brayden, who's the older, oldest one, she's like really, she's a little older than your daughter. Mm-hmm. We had Sydney, but she was a little mature. So she didn't. Um, require so much hands-on and she wasn't real babyish and you know yeah. so with bringing in the new new child she was already like loving ready she wanted to hold her and you know she was talking to the billy and kissing it every night before she went to sleep so the adjustment period was a lot easier thankfully so yeah it's uh, stressful like i said she was a little older a little bit more mature understood a little bit what was going on so yeah, yeah. That's, i just wanted to yeah, and we definitely have to give it up to the moms because the pressure that they go through, you know, especially trying to breastfeed and trying to get that done and making sure that the baby's healthy and the baby's eating, you know, it's more pressure than we give them credit for, than I think society gives them credit for because it's a difficult task, you know, trying to make sure your supply is up, trying to make sure that baby's latching on and, you know, getting getting full, you know, baby's waking up every hour or every two hours and you're trying to make sure that they get enough you know to get some sleep so it's it's difficult and yeah. then mom having to deal with you know maybe thoughts of okay am i doing right am i doing this right am i doing that right and so it's it's a battle that definitely you know i can understand how difficult it could be for maybe a single mom doing it by herself you know that's a battle definitely a battle i definitely give it up to moms well, for working, working this thing. That's a, it's a hard job. Shout out to the mamas out there. Mm-hmm. Mamas and the baby mamas and the mama's babies. Mama, 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 baby. All mm-hmm. the mamas. All the mamas. <laughs> the grandmamas and the aunties. And, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Official and unofficial mamas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Shout out so, to the But then the other good thing, too, about, you know, having him, especially having him in December, mm-hmm. is that, uh, you know, don't judge me, but now he could be a part of these taxes that's coming up. So there I'm, we go. I'm happy about that. How the truth comes out. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, was, that was part of the game plan. I ain't gonna lie. So now with this second stimulus coming up, uh, so now I have my daughter and him being a part of this package that could definitely benefit the house. So I'm glad about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you, <coughs> excuse me, how do you, uh, so how do you, I don't want to say how you feel, but so what do you think about the stimulus so far? You know, mm-hmm. the, I think they passed what, two so far or two or three, I don't remember, but how do you, how do you think they've worked so far? Do you think they've been beneficial for the economy and for people who needed it? Do you think yeah. it's okay, but not enough or waste of money? 
Like, mm-hmm. what are your feelings on this right now? Oh, I definitely don't think it's a waste of money. I think the whole goal is for us to take it and put it back into society, put it back into the economy, you know, take it and spend money so we can save some of the businesses and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, shop at some places that need to be shopped, pay bills, you know, be able to survive. So I definitely do not think it's a waste of money. But, you know, for the people that are doing pretty good already, I think the stimulus can help people get an edge up, you know, save build up on that emergency fund, pay down debt, pay down student loans or whatever, whatever you need to. So I, I think it can help. Um, and I'm glad that we aren't too strung up on the mindset that we used to be, or that when we're not struggling, we are, you know, in the past where we would say, you know, people on welfare or people getting, you know, disability checks, they're not working, they, they don't deserve this money, you know, that we work for. This money helps people. And you can see right now it's helping you. It's helping everybody. And so it's good and it's beneficial. We just have to make sure that we use it, spend it wisely. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah wisely, right? right. This, this ain't, it ain't going to be like this. You know, this is, I want to say a once in a lifetime for our government. Well, probably twice now, twice in a lifetime, I guess. Yeah. Because I think what George Bush, he did something like a stimulus uh, when he was in office. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was as extensive as the one that we're getting, you know, last year and hopefully this year. But I remember he did a kind of stimulus where people got a certain amount of money through checks or whatnot. Because mm-hmm. you know the economy then was kind of <clears throat> kind of struggling. Probably not as much as it is this uh, uh, this year or last year and going into this year. But uh, one of the things I I read was that on last week, not over nine hundred and eighty thousand people filed for unemployment for the first time. Yeah. That's crazy. 980,000 people. Yeah. For the first time, not refiling again, but for the first time. Yeah. And I was telling someone, I don't know if it was me and you talking about this or someone else. I was like, I think it was me and my wife. I was like, I don't think a lot of us understand the gravity of how horribly bad our economy or just a common person was doing last, last year. Because we've been blessed, me and you, to have still have our jobs, and you know uh, we're not struggling. We didn't lose our homes. We were able to pay our bills by God's grace. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who lost their jobs and you know falling behind on rent and different yeah. bills and stuff. And you know, you don't really hear like people not just promoting that on social media. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I lost my job, y'all. No, and because of social distancing, we're not really communicating and hanging out with people regularly right and then you see people it's a quick hello what's up okay i'm gone right i don't know what you got (laughs) so i'm gone so we don't have that community where we don't really understand how deeply people are people are struggling Mm -hmm. you know and and so i think uh with as far as the stimulus i think one i think it's beneficial for temporary assistance but I don't think it's a long, long-term solution right now, right now, the way they have done the, the past ones. Mm-hmm. But I think the idea, I hope the idea is, is one, it is a temporary solution until either one, we can get back on track as an economy and move on, right? But we don't know how long that's gonna take. Yeah. And number two, or should we get away from the, the temporary assistance and try to work on something that's more long-term, right? 
something that's constant because we don't know how long this is gonna, like we don't know how much we're gonna need the economy to be stimulated, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I saw something the other day that uh, I guess one of the politicians was trying to push $2,000 a month. And that's a grip. Honestly, I I think other countries have done that. I think Canada was doing something like that, right? So I think it is possible. Um, I know a lot of people may say, you know, the amount of debt that we're going to get in. We've been in debt since, I don't know, since forever. We've always been in debt. So that's not, that's not really affecting us. We've, we've been in debt. This is not a new thing. You know, we've been pushing the needle uh, for years, for decades, you know, how much money that we need and how much we can budget and military spending and all this stuff. We've been doing this. Um, but it's about saving the economy to make sure that, you know, we can grow the people yeah. so that people can get out of debt so there could be more money flowing into the economy. Because I guarantee you, you know, if you stay, if you if they forgave student loans, they would save the housing market. I can guarantee you that because a lot of people are struggling buying a home, much less keeping a home because of student loans. A lot of people aren't just out here, you know, with one, two dollar student loans. They haven't hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. People with five hundred thousand dollars student loans, you know, it, it's real out there. And so it could be useful. But if they do decide to do that, which I highly doubt, if they do decide to do that, then you really got to give Andrew Yang his credit. Because he was the one pushing for that universal basic income when he was running for president. And now he's running for the mayor of New York. And he's already said that's going to be one of the things that he's going to gravitate in New York. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But you, go ahead. I'm not gonna say, I think if they did something like that, where it's $2,000 a month or anything, I think they would have to regulate it a little bit differently than the regular stimulus that they've been doing because, I mean, that is a lot of money. And, that, and also, I, I, will, I will admit admit that I don't quite understand the whole our country's in debt thing and the deficit. So I know like the deficit and the, and the debt that we owe are two different things. They're not really the same. And also I've heard where like America's debt is not like the debt of a regular person. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's different. So I don't quite understand everything uh, that goes along with it, but I would say if they did do the $2,000 a month stimulus, it would really have to be, they would have to probably come down on like the, uh, the yearly income range. Right? Yeah. If you're making six figures, even if you're by yourself, you're not getting the stimulus if you're doing a month. Mm-hmm. Six figures a year, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. And for I, sure. Think, I think it would have to be more for people who are like, you know, poverty line. Yeah, and maybe mm-hmm. even a little bit over over poverty line. You know, definitely under under a hundred thousand. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. So, um, I mean, it's also too, like me personally, I don't mind a stimulus. You can throw mm-hmm. it my way. Um, Not at all. But I don't think me and my family would need a monthly stimulus, right? I don't yeah. think the monthly, right? But I know there are certain people uh, that I know personally who are on Social Security, so they're on very fixed income, mm-hmm. uh, who 
yes, they got their little $700 a month, but then they mm -hmm. have to pay rent, right? They have to pay uh, uh, electric bills and things like that. And they maybe, maybe were even making money on the side for little events that they were doing, but they can't mm -hmm. do that anymore because we're in a pandemic. So that takes away from their income. I've lost a little income because, you know, I used to do shows and things like that. I used to get paid for them. Yeah. I have a full-time job. And so it doesn't affect me that much. I just miss the extra. Mm -hmm. So, but I think also maybe that's why they're doing like, uh, I mean, I, I guess I could pull up what the new proposal is for the stimulus, but they're trying to extend um, yeah. the, the child, child chick, the child tax credit, make it a little yeah, bit yeah, more. Yeah. They're trying to raise minimum wage. So they're trying to offset the monthly stuff by basically improving the other parts where people are not being able to pay or losing money, or if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and that makes perfect sense. You know, I was thinking to your point. You said you don't necessarily need the thousand, and I, I'm this, I'm in that same same boat, but I know that it could help get us ahead yeah. in a way that will probably take some time to get there, right? Yeah. That $1,000, especially if we're talking about not forgiving student loans, that $1,000 could go straight back to them, you know, to pay up their student loan. And then just keep doing that. Just keep doing that. That's That takes away some stress for me, but it also helps me to free up some money to be able to put towards a house, put towards another house, yeah. put towards my kids, food on my table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I always had this idea that so so I have so I've always uh, told people I always thought about running for like a political office one day, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whether it was like city council, uh, I do low key think about running for mayor one day or whatnot. But because I feel like I have all these ideas about how we could uh, just make our communities better. I remember one day I was riding through, uh, I believe it was like Fifth Ward, me and my cousin. We actually had just came back from performing somewhere, like a concert. We was driving through Fifth Ward. And I was like noticing every other house was like either torn down and abandoned or it was like falling apart. And I was like, man, like we need, we need something like this is where it counts. Like we, we need something where we can rebuild these homes because mm -hmm. Like, it just looks horrible. And people are living in some of these houses in these horrible conditions, right? Yeah. And so I, what I would do is I always thought about why don't we as a country have some type of bill where we invest in, in our community? And so what I mean by that is I'm not talking about just passing bills to help them with the essentials, right? Like food stamps or you know, Medicaid to pay for health insurance. Like those things are great and they're needed, but I'm talking about investing in people to help them move forward besides just college stuff. Like uh, what about business grants where it's not, it doesn't take an arm and a leg for you to to, to get a business grant, right? They, mm -hmm. they ain't gotta go through all the tedious stuff. What about stimulus bills that can help improve our neighborhoods, improve our schools and improve uh, the quality of life and also help people get ahead, right? And I know you'll probably have to, you know, regulate it and figure out how you would do it. But I think those things are things that I really think that can help and stimulate the community more than just 
throwing out money and saying, hey, you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do with the money. You know, that makes sense. Like, we should have that type of stimulus too, but just going forward, I would love to see us have bills and stimulus passed so we can start investing in people's yeah. dreams and visions and whatever the case may be. Yeah, I definitely agree with that uh, to a point. I, I wouldn't want it to, me personally, I wouldn't want it to be something that's allocated to the states so they could divvy up however they want to divvy it up. I would rather go straight to the people because it, it'll give the people an opportunity to, to make the changes themselves, you know, in a quicker manner than waiting for the states to rain that money down. Yeah. And for years, they mismanage it. You yeah. know, a lot of where we are today is because states mismanage the money. They put it where they want to put it. They'll put it in stadiums. They'll put it in all of these other different things, you know, that doesn't come down to the people the way that it should. Yeah. And so, you know, I think if you give it directly to the people, we have a better opportunity uh, to take care of some of this stuff, to buy more homes, to flip more homes, to put money back into the kids and the communities uh, that that are right in front of us, that are in our face, you know. So, yeah, I would trust the people more to use that money than I would trust the states to use that money. Yeah, definitely. I want to... Uh read over, I guess, a little bit of the, the rumored tax plan by uh, Joe Biden. I remember seeing a little bit of his uh, kind of like his news conference last week where he kind of went over a little bit what he wanted to do, like raise the minimum wage. And so uh, I got this one from CNET.com and it's a $1.9 trillion stimulus proposal. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. It is. One point. I heard a girl, uh, she was on uh, it was a TikTok video, and she said, uh, she's like, so they just passed uh, a $900 billion stimulus plan. And what did she say? I think she said there's like 1 billion people in America. She's like, why don't y'all just give each of us a billion dollars? And I was like, you know what? Mate, that makes sense. That yeah. would help a lot. Please send my Chase account a billion dollars. I would, I would never, I would love y'all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it makes sense. And we could do something like that. I don't think it would be a billion. I think it would, we could probably hit like a million a person. But, you know, nah, I, 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 I don't agree. I don't think I would want to do that. Because you know, can you imagine putting a, just a million dollars in certain people's hand that you know, that they don't need a million dollars? <laughs> that would be ridiculous. But see, the thing about it is, as soon as they do it, everything will go up everything will go up and then people will spend that million dollars and then now you're back to square one and everything's done went up and that's why a lot of people are worried about this 15 dollars minimum wage but at the end of the day it's you want people to have a livable wage and 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 what i know is that when crime happens crime happens more often out of necessity versus greed yeah, I can, I agree with that. And so if you help people to get jobs, get money in their pocket, you will see a reduction in crime. Yeah. That's yeah. just proven. That's just facts. Yeah, I know out here in Houston, they said this is the highest crime has been in decades. Like mm -hmm. murders, uh, like just petty crimes, robbery, murder, like a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I've known a few people who I grew up with who have been uh, murdered last year. And yeah been crazy mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so i definitely yeah. agree with that 
So uh, the stimulus, the new plan, 1.9 trillion, there's a $1,400 stimulus, uh, which is like uh, the $600, supposed to be like a down payment that they had on the one that was signed at the end of December. So okay, I was wondering about that because I know a lot of people are upset that he said 2000 and then when yeah. the time came, it was 1400 Yeah, yeah. But I get, I get and understand that 600 would be the down payment for, you know, yeah. he just broke it up. Well, technically Trump put that 600 down. Yeah, and I always understood it that it was just going to be the remainder. I, I, that's how, how, how I always understood it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know. yeah, because we just got that six hundred. Yeah, and I mean too. Like, I want to know: is it going to be fourteen hundred just for the adults, or are they going to do it for each kid too? So that changes things. And it didn't specify. At least I haven't seen it. I, I mean, you, yeah, because I know the last time it specified, it said twelve hundred uh per adult and then what was it 600 per kid something or like five, that, yeah. or 500 yeah, yeah five. it's it specified but this time it didn't specify that yeah so i'm curious you probably have to wait until could they roll it out and get in front of the senate in the house and they draw it up and stuff yeah yeah this is probably his brainstorm and then you know when it actually comes and gets put on paper that'll be different Congress has to vote on it. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully nobody up there changes their mind at the last second. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we have the $400 in additional federal federal unemployment benefits. Uh, of course, they want to uh, give 30, like, what is it? They want to commit some money, I think $100 billion. Well, not $100 billion, but they want to uh, send some money to for the vaccines. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, increasing the ch the child tax tax credit tax credit. Man, I can't even talk today. Yeah, um, fifteen. But minimum wage. Uh, they want to also dedicate some money to reopening schools, make sure they're uh, you know COVID proof and under regulation, proper re regulation to get kids back in schools. Uh, to extend the eviction ban and do the loan forgiveness. I know you're a big uh, fan of that. I think. The one I'm looking at is says ten thousand dollars in yeah. giving student loan debt, which would help me out a lot. That would like clean off my student loan debt. Yeah, that'll scratch my back. Yeah, It'll do this number right here. <laughs> a, little, a little massage. <laughs> right, right. Just give me a little pat. Do you think? Because we're in the interesting enough, we're in the last day. We're in the last days. So, mm -hmm. do you think? that he's gonna go out with a bang or do you think he's just gonna go out head down? A lot of places are worried because of what happened at the Capitol. You know, a lot of state capitals are yeah. really trying to protect themselves and got police and stuff trying to prepare for this inauguration. Yeah. And, th and this is crazy that this is, this is us. Like no pun intended, this is us. And we have to take this hard look at our face because we talk all this crap about terrorism and Al-Qaeda and ISIS, but the real terrorism happens right on our doorstep. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. we turn a blind eye to it all the time, especially when we're going to talk about school shooters. But let me not get off track. So uh, I was saying 
or do you think he's going to hold his head down and just walk on out of there? Man, let me tell you. So I really don't, I really don't know. See, and this is, and maybe we can get into this. When you have someone who is unstable in all their ways, right? Mm -hmm. You can't really tell what they're going to do, right? Yeah. Um, the Bible, you know, we talk about the Bible. It talks about like someone who is unstable in their ways. They just kind of get tossed by the wind. And mm -hmm. that's, that's what Trump reminds me of. He reminds me of someone who, who you just never know what his decision is going to be. One moment yeah. he's this, and then one moment he's that. One moment he's against this, and then he wants to support. One moment he, he says, this guy is a nice guy. And then the next one, he's a bad guy. Like, because he's unstable unstable so you just don't know i mean he could just finally bow out and go ahead and try to you know move on with his life mm -hmm. or he could make one more rise and put one more i mean they took all his, his social media accounts down but man i think his son is wilding out now so i mean you yeah just, you just don't know you just yeah. don't know and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something too honestly i don't think it's in trump's hands anymore i think this has got so bad where it doesn't matter what he do, those supporters and those people who are just, who are idolizing Trumpanism, mm -hmm. they're gonna do whatever they feel like they need to do anyway, I think, because yeah. it's gotten bigger than him now, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you feel like it's out of his hands. He didn't did all of this working up and now he didn't made it too big to manage. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even those tweets for, before the Capitol, the, the rise of the capital. I mean, you can just look at his tweet and he was just like, you know, we need to fight and we can't be weak. And, and of course he didn't come out and say, you know, storm the capital and, and, and tear it up. But I mean, his, his verbiage was so strong. And so he kind of did. Cause he said, look, I'm gonna be up there with you. He wasn't up down. He wasn't up there. Nah, he was, you know, he wasn't gonna be up there. <laughs> he like, y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. I'm gonna meet you there. That's what he said. Yeah. So, um, Man, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, I do think that, I mean, I don't want it to happen, but I do think something else is going to happen before this time, just because he, he's going to try to get a word out there. Even though they canceled his social media, he's going to try to get a word out there just because he, he, he can't help it. You know, a lot of people consider him a textbook narcissist. You know, he's either going to be the victim or the hero of this story. And the fact that people are comparing him to Nixon, he hates that right now. You know, I don't really like to watch the news too much, but it's always interesting how they're always saying, oh, he's throwing, our sources say he's throwing a tantrum. Our sources say that he's upset and cussing people out. And he did have some words for Mike Pence, uh, which was interesting, yeah. but it's not out of his character. So, so I, do, oh, I do think he's going to, have one last hurrah where he riles his base up and something happens. Yeah. So I think, I guess for context, I guess we need to tell people what we're talking about. I mean, somebody might've been in Iraq last week, but basically what happened is, uh, was it what, last week? Was it last week? Yeah, last uh, week. Yeah, early last week. Last week. Um, yeah. They were, the con what was it? The Congress was um, at the Capitol pretty much just finalizing uh, Joe Biden's uh, presidency, the electoral college, I guess. And, you know, basically they were going to, you know, commit and affirm that he's the new president of the United States. Mm -hmm. um, 
of course, y'all know uh, Donald Trump and some of his supporters believe that the uh, the voting and the election was uh, fraudulent. Which, by the way, there's been no you know significant proof or any proof at all that this is a fraudulent election. But this mm-hmm. is uh, a narrative that he's been pushing for months now. And so basically, he sent out a tweet, basically just uh, gathering, trying to gather those people who uh, support him to gather at the Capitol. And mm-hmm. basically, we're going to demand, we're going to demand they do what we want them to do, basically. Yeah. Uh, of course, there was a recording where he talked to, I believe, someone, was it the mayor or the uh, governor of, it was the governor, I believe, of Georgia, trying to say, hey, yeah. where's 11,000 votes? I need you to find those votes and then you know it was fraudulent you know there was something with the machines and the uh the mayor not the mayor the uh, governor was like no no president there's nothing there's nothing fraudulent everything is to the book to the code we looked into it so basically he's basically rallying his troops like hey we can't y'all can't let this go down we can't let this go down and Mm -hmm. hopefully mike pence you know hopefully he you know he he doesn't he doesn't turn his back on me which by the way mike pence had nothing has nothing to do with with any of that at all. He's nothing that he can do. He doesn't have the power to over overthrow, mm-hmm. overrule anything. So to put him exactly. out there is like a like a cake move is what we call it down here. But uh-huh. Yeah. So they basically decided to uh go to the Capitol. They were out there uh chanting, rioting, cheering, and then what happened was they took it to another level and then they stormed the Capitol, mm-hmm. went in, started tearing up stuff. Uh, five people lost their lives, including a yeah. police officer. Uh, yeah. Four of their very own uh, supporters, Trump supporters, mm-hmm. also lost their life. One woman got shot. There were some other people that died because of, uh, you know, like natural causes, like heart attacks or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it really just turned into something that was just totally like a movie. I mean, you had Congress who had to be uh, evacuated from the proceedings and hit mm-hmm. uh, some kind of bunker. You had police officers out there and uh, guards at the doors of the courthouse with guns drawn. I saw a video yeah. where a police officer or somebody had to start shooting at the door. They're trying to break in because, yeah. I mean, you saw I saw a police officer like crying because his arm got stuck in the glass in the door. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And they went in there and they asked for food. I mean, taking pictures, styling and profiling. That was uh, it. Dude with the horn suit. I don't know what. The lead, I guess he was like the leader. He had the horns and the. Uh-huh. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I mean, and it's very shameful. Yeah. It's shameful. It, yeah, you're absolutely right. This was a Karen parade. This was the biggest party of entitlement and privilege that we've ever seen. Hmm. Who in their right mind, right mind, believes that they're going to go up in a place that they don't agree with something happening and get them to change the whole system. Mm. Like let's, let's just put it on a small scale. McDonald's comes, I'm at McDonald's and I'm ordering a Big Mac and they don't make it right. Or Big Mac doesn't taste the way it tasted the last time I was there. Am I going to walk up at McDonald's and go in there behind the stove and make the Big Mac myself? You think they're gonna let me do that? No. The police are gonna be there escorting me out, and now I got something for trespassing. But this is on a grand scale. This is the White House. Now, not the White House, but this is the Capitol, right? Yeah. And just the hypocrisy of how they bash Black Lives Matter protests and how maybe what 
once in a blue moon you had some rioting or looting or anything like that and a lot of that was other organizations posing to be black lives matter to do a lot of this stuff but to have the gall to go into the capital and tear everything up with confederate flags get out of here yeah yeah so you're literally looking to overthrow the government yeah because they went in there with uh now as the investigation unrolls they went in there with uh like zip ties and they had uh plans about and training how they would basically they do they the fbi uh feels like they went in there not just to tear things up but to take hostages and maybe even worse mm -hmm. right this was a detailed plan attack yeah I mean, I mean, and also you didn't just have regular citizens in this thing. You had people who had government positions, police officers of all that. Yes, undercover police officers were out there as well. Some congressmen were out there as well, right? That's you your, know, that's your people in there working, and you going in there with all that crazy. Yeah, yeah. and even some of the congress uh, congressmen that were there, um, that was in the Capitol. That were hunkering down with everybody else were giving away Nancy Pelosi's location. She's yeah. here, she's being moved there, right? Tweeting out her location. So a lot of them are in cahoots, and it it really bothers some of the other Congress men and Congress women, you know, like AOC, you know, who really discussed how she felt feared for her life because she was in there with some people that were conspiracists as well. That's that's evil, man. That's yeah. And they had plans. Like I saw a video the other day of this uh them at the Capitol and this lady with a bullhorn really giving out every detail of where you could go, what door you could go through, what windows you could smash, because she had floor plans to the Capitol. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, this is one of those things that you you can't deny it was an inside job from the president down to the Congress people. Yeah. But these, but these are our elected officials, right? Mm -hmm. The people that many of us, not using that word loosely us, but these are who we, the people, the voters put in office. And so yeah. this is, this is why I'm not a big component of voting the ticket. Like as far as straight Democrat, straight Republican, because man, like some of these people that are in office, we've seen this. What mm -hmm. you're talking about with them? They're in there with with her, and they're putting out her location so people can come and do something to it. Like, yeah, this, this is evil, and you're putting these people in leadership who have, and even even like policies, like policies is important, but they stand on certain issues is important. But the most important thing when you're picking people to lead your country or lead your family, your community, your church, your school, whatever the case may be, they have to have good character. Mm -hmm. Because character will define how everything else falls in line. Mm -hmm. If they got a jacked up character, then guess what? They're going to have some jacked up deeds, right? You yeah. have so many, and I'm just going to say this, but you have so many, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say Christians, right? who vote for Republicans because guess what? Republicans supposed to stand for, you know, they're, they're pro-life and they're not, not pro-choice. They're against abortion. 
That's why a lot of people voted for Trump, right? But guess mm -hmm. what? Trump ain't did nothing in that area in those four years for, yeah. I forgot what the, the name of the, the little bill is, but he's done nothing for people who, uh, for abortion, right? He actually given more money, I think, than any other president to Planned Parenthood, which is known to be one of those groups that leads in, you know, pro-choice, right? And but that's who that's why we vote for people. We vote for people strictly on one issue or just because who they identify with with a political party, but their character is all jacked up, right? Yeah. And you can look at society, you can look at history. When you have a leader who has jacked up character, then that will lead your people and they, they will lead their community, their countries down to a very deadly and horrible situation. Yeah. And seeing that throughout history. So how would you sum up this whole thing about being a responsible citizen in times like these? Yeah. Well, I think we definitely have to take a, a hard look at who we want to be, right? The type of person that we want to be, you know, we can get caught up in who has done what to us and, you know, what group said this, what group said that. And, but at the end of the day, what does your integrity show? Right. If you're a Christian, you know, what does your life say about you and the God that you serve? You know, so we definitely have to take a hard look and just do some self-reflection and start to live life uh, in the way that we want others to live. Mm -hmm. You know, I think uh, I heard something the other day that said your personality should show, should demonstrate what your soul looks like. And so if your soul is something that's clean and pure, or if your soul is something that's, you know, uh, look hacky, you know, you want your personality to show the best parts of it. Yep. yep. So I think we got some work to do this year. And I, I think we're in the right direction uh, with the new president um, and just new things that are happening, new opportunities coming in 2021. But whatever challenges come our way this year, we're going to have to face it. But we're going to have to face it with integrity, with, with love, with God, and uh, with compassion for each other. We're going to have to make that move. And we're going to have to fight this hate that is trying to <clears throat> permeate itself in our society. So, yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at. That's good, man. Yeah. All I have to, all I would say is, uh, you know, as a citizen, as a regular person, or as a leader of a, whatever type of leader of a church, school, family, even of a whole country, man, um, I would say just live every moment as if that moment would last forever. Uh, so whatever that moment, whatever you're doing in that moment, make sure you're making choices that if it, if that moment last forever and that's what people see with that moment that you lived in would it be, would it bring shame or would it bring honor is this something that people would want to follow or will mm -hmm. people look at it and totally want to turn turn away and mm -hmm. uh and i think when we live it not saying we're going to be perfect we're going to make mistakes yeah if we live with that thought in mind i think that'll change the course of how we see life and how we how we live in this world of ours yeah, yeah, exactly.